Hi, it's Travis. A few announcements before we get into the episode. First, this was recorded only shortly after the last episode we recorded, so we didn't have time to even notice that Lee's audio was wrong in the previous episode and fix it before we recorded the next one. So this one is going to have some similar problems. However, whereas Logan, on his turn to edit, only had one week to figure that out and fix it, I had two, so eat it. It sounds good, because I had twice the amount of time to fix it. Also, it ended up being more of a Shift 9 and Carol episode anyway, so you probably won't even really notice that much uh, that there's an audio difference. Second, we are, I would guess, I would hope, around halfway done with the season as of right now. So you can send in your questions about the season to hi at vre.show, um, and this time... We'll actually remember that we want to answer listener questions in the after show. And so, yeah, if you send us questions at hi at vre.show uh, via electronic mail, we'll um, pull out a few of those and answer them in the after show for this season. Since we're about halfway through, might be time to start thinking about it. Anyway, here is the episode. In the limitless expanse of space, not everyone is destined for greatness. These are their stories. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other zero-G stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm Travis. I'm Lee. I'm Logan. Wait, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're Lee. You got it right. <laughs> yeah. That is your name. <laughs> and I'm Greg. <laughs> I am hesitant to ask anyone to give me a recap, given how out of it we've been. Well, mostly I've been before this, but does somebody, anybody want to volunteer and say what happened two days ago when we recorded? I was like the only, yeah, just two days ago, Uh, but I think I did it. You did it. Yeah. We made shift nine do it last time. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done it. So, I mean, like Lyrian. Do it. Last time we made it past the security of the karma order or whatever we didn't decide to go with plan a after all we just sort of you know tricked them into believing carol some of the red shirts were carol and blah blah blah. it was fine and then we got into the whatever planet it was i don't pay attention and ariana prime yeah that one i'll be sure to remember that (laughs) and i just happened to know somebody that was in there and they got us in. Carol had some contract thing, but that didn't work out. And uh, now we're just trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, I think Carol is actively trying to find this racetrack contract for sure. Uh, yeah, you. I think you found it last time, but you didn't have the like identification that you were in fact the team that was assigned to to it you found the craigslist listing the space list listing (laughs) but but you didn't have the username and password of the 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 people who were given that job yeah but he totally totally wants to steal the job 
I mean, I guess it's typically not the GM's job to ask why, but okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, g- go for it. Uh, how are you doing that? I mean, that's a pretty good cover, right? If we're actually those people, we did already tell the lie guess, that we yeah. were. Did you want? Did you want me to do that? Or it looks like you're maybe trying to, uh, you know, do anything with the computer, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, no, because one, they do do construction work. It's how they made a lot of their money. That's true. Yeah, you are that, that would it would fit. You could do it. You could build this fucking racetrack. I guess two. It allows us to set up a lot of equipment on this planet. Oh yeah. no, that's good. That's true. Yeah, it does. you know, if we need to find a super death ray, I like where this is going, Carol. Three. Keep it. Keep it up. Keep going. And. Three, we can approach all of these fake houses and offer them real houses on a on a construct. I have a whole I have a whole pitch. <laughs> okay, I've, I got uh, it all set. So, which who who is gonna try to fudge the numbers oh. digitally speaking to make it? I would seem totally like, ask. Yeah, Shift Nine to do this. This is like it's definitely going to be a an access roll. Um, but give me some flavor. What am I looking at, Shift Nine? What does the audience see? I just do one of the Iron Man like gestures in space, uh-huh. uh huh. And then I have like, you know, a display in front of me because that's the future, probably. That's you. Um, and I just I just go to my desktop. It's like a normal mouse, and I <laughs> and I click this thing. This is just like a .exe file <laughs> uh, because everything is just a program that that cracks whatever. And yeah, two <laughs> d six plus interface. Let's see how well someone wrote that program. Eight, pretty okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a mixed success. Uh, so let's see. Your access is granted, um, and the system is now open to interface-based moves if you have those. Um, but your breach is detected. The owners of the system will likely retaliate soon, either electronically, legally, or physically. Trying to think of how that manifests in this instance because you're hacking into probably a third party thing, yeah. right? Like you're hacking into indeed.com, not into their setup. So I th- is this something where I know like, it, like I know that they know you don't, and I know what this is. Okay, C- continue on. You have access to the system. <laughs> I'll just, I mean. I change it to the Carol Heads. That's that's the cool. the name of the construction uh, company. No, the the company the construction company is called Difference Construction. We make a difference in people's but Difference Construction. Difference or difference? <laughs> Dif- difference. Okay. We make a difference. All right. So, a Difference Construction. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, the you are now uh the official contract holder for this job. I'll go ahead and run up some like also like we have like virtual IDs that that are basically like business cards of difference construction. All of us have them. Cool. Yeah. And those those definitely flash on screen on my on my stream. So, yeah. Uh, does it say who opened the contract? Uh, yes, it does. Let me pull up her name. The contract was created by. Igra's Crowcoat on behalf of the Scarlet Shark Soldiers. Oh no! <laughs> but but the um, 
the the audience yeah so here's what it is in the shift 9 vi- tele or live streamed version of this there are a lot of quotation marks around the scarlet shark soldiers because <laughs> it ain't the same ones we already know that these are people who pretend to be them but aren't yeah okay egress spelled y g r e s who it's a it's a rough one i'm going to put it in the skype chat as i read it out loud for listeners but it is I G R E Z space C R O W C O A T. Egres Crowcoat. Yeah, not too bad. But I mean, yeah. Okay, well, um, yeah, it looks like Egres Crowcoat is uh, our boss now. Carol, you, what's our, uh, what's the, what's the end game here? We're gonna really make a, uh, I guess racetrack, <laughs> race some cars around. I mean, yeah, I mean, eventually we'll make the racetrack, but uh, we now have legal authority to go door to door, A, to make a sales pitch, B, to let them know that there'll be some loud explosions, some digging up and anything that they have that, you know, might be jostled, needs to be tied down, and C, we can get a good look around for the ice death bomb ray or whatever it is. Have we, ice is confirmed? Ice, death bomb ray. <laughs> I, I'm just covering all, you know, just it could be it could be fire, lightning. I don't know what it is that they said we'd know it. When Bird we type, see it. fairy type. <laughs> it's definitely not sound type. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, do, you, so, do you want like a description of what the what the layout of the place is, or you already have an idea? Uh, is there a like contact for? Uh, is mm. it listed? Is it Ms. Crow's Crowcoat? Do we assume? Yes. Um. She is. A, she is a woman. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Given the way it's set up, it probably would be contacting her directly. So. Uh. Yeah. There's a, a contact number there, and also an address which seems to be within, uh, the the community here. Um. Let me see if there's a. Ooh. Is there a. Cheesy suburban street name generator. Ooh, I bet there is. I bet there is. Ooh, yeah. She lives at 402 Hush Knoll. <laughs> is this like, like, is there like a nice park and stuff? Like, am I just, is this? Yeah, I'll give you the layout. Um, It's mostly residential. Uh, Basically, every street is a cul-de-sac um, with these <laughs> homes that are built out of spaceships and as you as you walk as you continue to walk through you notice that not all of them are built out of scarlet shark fighters most of them are scarlet shark fighters that these houses are built out of but you see other ships as well um the most commonly if it's not going to be a scarlet shark ship it's probably a fable ship um fable ships are really cool they uh they are modular so it's like it's not like there's a different model that's the fighter and a different model that's the cruiser it's just you have these components that you can connect together to make bigger and bigger ships. And of course, each component is heavily uh, customizable as well. Um, so you get the one sort of module fighters that you're passing a few times. The houses are built out of. There's even one of those giant. Uh, it's like a, a smaller version of that giant uh, Karma Order ship that you saw just last episode. Mm. And there's a smaller version of that. And on the on the yard, instead of like an alien dog, there are just a couple of those uh, V-shaped drones that are like running around the yard. 
and uh yeah so mostly that and it's it's residential there are a few like parks like especially like children's playgrounds there are more of those than um than anything else but there is sort of like a a nice scenic park near the center uh there seems to be like a city hall and then uh, near the northeast corner seems to be where the um the construction area is to be building the racetrack the plan on carol's part is to go visit uh, Ms. Crowcoat, but uh, this is sort of a thing that we've done a lot uh, with my soldiers slash construction workers. So I want to turn um, some of the attention over to Hovath. Hovath Dirge is like my main construction guy. Okay. And I show the graffiti that I got out of the um, film that I had studied. Because yep. we want to keep an eye out for that, but I'm set him out just to go do the standard warning and then also make the standard sales pitch. You know, I see you have a makeshift home. We can make a better one. And unlike all of those, you're just having him go door to door, or what? Yep, just door to door, just as a cover, but mm-hmm. have him actually look out to see if he can find that graffiti. Mm, okay. And then he can probably just get back to you about it, I guess. Yeah, so. just he's, he's not to be too pushy if they say no or they're not interested or, Ooh. you know. Yeah, so give me, so this was this is perfect. This is going to show off so many mechanics, I love it. Give me a command roll, so that's 2d6 plus influence, but because you have the data point that is that graffiti, you're, if you want, you can spend that data point and get a plus one on the roll. All right, I will spend it. Nope, that's a six. Oh, wow, okay. Hobath is sort of taking notes on everything, and uh, he actually gets back to you a lot quicker. You're you're like hardly you're like hardly you've hardly moved at all, and he's already back because you were right next to the spot where the graffiti tag uh, Yof was found. The reason he's back so soon is because it turns out Yof is dead. So, um, oh no. Doesn't uh, there's not a lot, not a very big pitch he can make, but he explains uh, uh yeah, I mean I can keep going to the to the other ones for you, um, but uh, yeah, that one in particular, that that place is uh, empty. I think, I think she's the one your uh, your your buddy uh axed. So um, oh well, you might not want to let them know you're those folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good work. Uh, well, just keep going. Make the standard sales pitch because maybe we'll make some money out of this. Remember, our selling point is it's a shell and they can put anything in it. It doesn't come with all that extra fable crap. It doesn't just work like invisible and you don't know what they're doing. Remember, our strength is that we're independent. So go make some sales. <laughs> our good strength job. is that we're dependent. Got it. And he runs off. Did you know he got it wrong? It's fine. <laughs> Um, I, I think that Schuler uh, is very quick at making edits and that she's put together like a 90s, early 90s theme song spoof. Fuck yeah. Uh, so she's got like a, a drone flying over the thing and it's like, and then the title card says higher being, but it's just like a goof for the stream.
that's fun. Yeah. That's there's no point now, to that. Now you have that. to write a song, I guess. Huh? I said now you have to write a song, I oh, guess. Oh fuck. Oh no, I <laughs> painted myself into a corner. <laughs> oh no. Do I remember correctly that your plan was to talk to Igres? Yep. Uh you find that the address listed that um 402 Hush Knoll is actually the is actually the city hall. Um and it's it, it it it's designed to sort of evoke both city hall and small town sheriff's office, I guess, um, because it kind of is both. It's a short building. It's only one floor, but it's it's very long, uh, so that you can think of it as being shaped like that. A, a lot of um, windows in the front. The front of it is mostly glass. It's mostly windows. Uh, the doors themselves are those uh, big, heavy glass doors. Um, but it's got that... Uh, maybe this is just a thing in my hometown, but I always associate like post offices and city halls with uh, loud, echoey granite floors. Yeah. Um, no, that's and not just you. it's that. Yep. It's, it's totally like that as you walk in. You hear every footstep uh, echoing. As you walk towards, it's fairly empty, save for um, the, in terms of people, it's fairly empty, save for the person at the front desk, and then there are offices behind uh, that person as well. I'll just approach the person at the front desk. Yes, what can I do for you? Uh, we're here to build a racetrack. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, oh, let me see here. Um, you must be the folks from uh, Evolution Construction. Oh, no, it looks like, that's weird. I didn't realize we uh I didn't realize we changed uh um company. So you are with uh Difference Construction then, yes? Yep, that's us. Okay. Um uh well, uh is there what is it I can do for you? Do you need to speak with uh Miss Crowcoat? Yeah, well, you know, we need to get uh the exact parameters that you're looking for and then the general weight limits um Loud noise times and ordinances. You got a real lovely place here, so we want to make sure that oh, we're not you. disturbing all your friends and neighbors. Um, also, you know, construction generally starts with destruction, so we want to make sure that we're not. Oh, you! <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta break things to make things. That's that's our motto. Oh uh, yeah. So I think let's see what time of day is it? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, she's definitely uh, she's usually in the garage at these. Uh, this hour, so you can uh, head right on the, the doors you came in, uh, hang a Ralph, uh, and at the end of the building, you'll find the uh, the garage. She's usually in there this time of day. Thank you. You've been very kind. What What was your name? I'm Tuva. Uh, so if you if you need anything, just just yell Tuva. It's not that big of a place. I'm sure I'll be able to hear it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tuva. You have been a delight to work with. I look forward to our continuing relationship. So I take a... You too, Mr. Difference. I take a Ralph, and then there's a garage. Is that... That's right. I think I got it. Perfect. Is a Ralph a thing? That's, you can say that instead of right? Is that... Is that accepted? When it... When in a poison planet, do as the poison planet does, is my motto. I suppose you're right. Yeah, I'll head to the garage. You guys, you don't have to necessarily come with it. There's something else you want to like hang out and look around. This is kind of the boring yeah, stuff. I, yeah, that's definitely true. I should cut in and say this is a very open 
town. Y'all can go wherever you want. If I feel like Larry definitely was not there for any of this. <laughs> is she talking to her grandma yeah, where friend? Is, let's let's check in. Where is Lyrian? Um, I think that Lyrian does not get involved in this construction stuff. Yeah. Um, I think she probably what? Uh, okay, so how big of a city is this place? Is it small? It's like. It's it's definitely small. It's like four subdivisions. Yeah. Okay. I think her normal thing would be to go like head to the slums, but I don't feel like this place has that necessarily. That is an interesting insight. Um, it doesn't look like it at first, um, but you walk around and eventually you notice that each of these, uh, not each, most of these homes have uh, servants or, or like maid servants, but none of them seem to be living in the, the actual homes that you see. You can't find any, how, like where do these people live? Because they're not, um, they're not living in these spaceship homes. Um, so maybe you approach one or maybe you just do some more observation. How do you go about that? Um, I think she probably has some of her red shirts go just see if she can tail anybody. Like, I think you'd be able to tell who was like a mm. worker person yeah. and cause they, they all have calm. So they're all like connected all the time in terms of communication. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's what she does. She just sends people since, out. Since you're sending people out, it'll be a command role. Okay. So give me 2d6 plus influence. Ah, oh, dang, I still only got a seven. A seven's enough. It's still it? mixed success. Yeah, I know, but plus two. Right. <laughs> You're not supposed to fail on that. <laughs> so let's see. They follow your orders, uh, but the effectiveness has been impacted significantly in some way. Uh, this crew will not accept a new command until those issues have been dealt with. So what are those issues? Travis, as the GM, figure it mm-hmm. out. Uh, yeah, ooh, I know definitely what it is. You, uh, send out... Do you send out one person or, like, a couple folks? Um, I would say, like, you said, uh, so, four. Four people. Yep. Okay. So, you send them out, and you get regular updates for a little bit, and one of them says, um, yeah, and they're, they're kind of whispering because, like, you know, they're talking to you on their comms as they're tailing someone, and they're like, uh, yeah, it looks like there's some sort of um, underground network here. Uh, it seems to be where most of the uh, hired help um, are living, so I'm going to see if I can tail one uh, into the, the, the depths here. I'll, I'll let the others know that's what's going on. We'll all go down there. And we'll... But once they go down there, the connection is scrambled by something, something about there must be some sort of, I don't know if it's lead lined or something like that, but you lose connection with them once they go underground. So you know that there's some underground network where at least the paid help are living, but maybe some, maybe more, but you, you lost those four people until they come out. Hmm. Okay. Do I know, like, 
an approximation of where they were when this happened? Yeah, probably you fanned out each one. Do you think you fanned out each one to a different corner? Yeah, like a different, corner? yeah, different quadrant. Yeah. yeah, so you have like the, yeah, I'll give you that. You have like the geo tag of where the connection was lost for each of them. So you could probably go investigate any single one of them and try and try to find where that hidden entrance is and then head down there if you wanted. Um, I think I probably go look for shift nine first. Okay. What's shift nine been doing? I think that I'm doing men on the street interviews, uh, and presenting them as like community building. Oh, cool. Protocol. Yeah. Uh, like, like you are the city videographer for the documentary that's going to be on public access. Like, that, yeah. is that what you? Yeah. Mean? And okay. uh, just like requesting uh, complaints or just any just opinions, uh, not specifically complaints, but I'm yeah. requesting opinions about the neighborhood and what what you like. Ooh, this is so good. Let me roll. Let me roll you up someone special here. <laughs> All right, one out of twenty. Let's see what kind of weird alien this person is. <laughs> yeah. So you're interviewing this, um, this uh, not the same species as as Carol, but another reptilian alien. I think she's more like. Uh, I think she's a little more bird-like, a little more raptor-like. Like, okay. She's got some like feathers on her. Yeah. Uh, her name is Adya. Yeah, what do you ask her? Uh, the, exactly what I said. Like, what, so uh, what are your opinions of the town? Uh, what's, what do you love about the town? Oh, what do I love? I've never been on TV before. Uh, let's see. I love that my kids have a nice place to play. I love that, um, you know, I, I, I like the... Uh, the, you know, just the general outlook. I love the, the, you know, the, the ideal, right. Of, you know, having a place that's yours and, um, no one can take that away from me. You know, like I got my place and, um, I've got my home here, you know, I do. I'm well, Adia. Um, so, uh, this is also a survey where you could, uh, maybe, uh, suggest some things for improvements around the area as well. This is completely um, confidential. It won't be good. We, we will Good. ask your permission if we if we will if we're going to air this, and then I wink to the drone <laughs> camera. Oh no, she says. Um, okay, well, if it's anonymous, Igres um, <sighs> spends so much goddamn time on that car of hers, I, and I mean, like, I get it. It's her, you know, it's her thing. She she's great. She she does a lot of great work, but sometimes, you know, things need to like happen around here and you look around and the you know the fearless leaders out there working on her sports car again and it's like really i mean she does great and everything else but like you have to wonder like if she spent her time in ways that uh that that, that were a little more uh, you know if she was better at time management let's say mm-hmm. i think you know things are already great here but they would be even even better you know so you would you would boil i'm sorry it's a little bit out there, you would boil this down to the the leader, the mayor of the town is perhaps too frivolous uh, with with her time, specifically in fixing that car. Yeah, <laughs> so, so you do not like the car. Do you specifically not like the car? You think, or uh, just 
Oh, the car's great. Have you seen it? Have you seen it yet? Are you new? I am. I am very new. Yes. This is. This is. Uh. This is all new to me. This was like great my first car. assignment, which you you make. Like, I'm sorry. I'm apologize if you can tell. Oh no! I I love this. This is so much fun. Oh. I should be on TV more often. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should. Oh, this is. Oh, this but is, no. The the car fun. is fantastic. It's uh. You know. It's it's really a sight. Um, but um, just specifically that project she spends so much of her own time on like you would think she could just hire out a mechanic if she's the you know the mayor so yes yes wow this is this is illuminating for me you're you're my first interview of the day uh is there anything else that you want to say about what we could do better what we are doing great we should do more of well to uh to tamar who's next door um they're claiming that the that the little the baby pine tree is the property line but i was looking and i, and I you know I, t- I took him at his word at first but I, I was digging a little more into uh the deed and it clearly states the uh, exact coordinates at which my property line ends and it's actually like a few feet past the baby pine tree and like i don't want to be like I'm not that type of person to squabble over a few feet, it, but um, I really um want it because it's mine. So, um, Adia, I if you could look into that. Okay, well, uh, okay, I, I uh pretend like I'm cutting off the camera and everything. Just between you and I, I'm I'm sort of a computer whiz, <laughs> and um, it's fairly easy to get those uh, those grid maps to show up, like. Physically, so I could uh, perform an interview and um, point it out to that other person. I I would just need your device to. Oh, honey, you're so nice. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, you wanna? Um, yeah, great. Uh, just for a here moment. You yes. Go. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and then... there's like a little kid who who runs out, uh, who's not like the who who's, must be adopted because he's not the same species. He's more like a uh, a much more like cartoon depiction of an alien much more like the toy story aliens with the you know the ear things and he goes running out and he's like mommy who are you talking to uh, uh jonathan please i am i am I've already got that i am device. on television i'm doing it right now <laughs> so uh she she looks and she's like no i'm not just okay it. wait hold on like in that moment when she's distracted yelling at her kid I'm uploading like as much info as possible about this neighborhood to straight to the ship and then also <laughs> also doing the grid lines. But like we have if if I can have a map of everything, if I can have detailed descriptions, like as much as I can get. I think we'll sort of fade out in the middle of the action here as Tugtemer probably comes out and they start arguing about <laughs> baby pine trees. But give me an access roll to see how successful that goes. So 2d6 plus uh, interface. Eleven. Yeah, so that is perfect. Um, yeah, you've got the whole. You've got the map of the place. You've you've got the names of the people who are not. You don't have any information about. Well, you have information about where the entrances to the underground are, but it seems like she didn't have access to mm. what is in the underground. So what you have access to is the names of anybody who has a place above and where they are that sort of thing and any any like occupations listed too okay cool um 
Yeah. And I do absolutely resolve this dispute of property because that's also <laughs> interesting to me. <laughs> uh, but we can fade out there. Let's see. Let's check in with Carol. So you approach the garage, I assume. Yep. It's a garage. It's got a, you know, it's not even an automatic door. So you have to lift up the heavy garage door. It makes that distinct yep. garage door sound. And as you do, you you smell a familiar smell you smell the same smell that you smelled that smells smelly Can you, no, smell you smell that the same smell, smell. <laughs> uh the smell of deaths around you no um <laughs> you smell what you smell that the jr titsworth oil refinery namely oil you smell grease and oil and cars uh because in this garage it ain't it ain't future cars in here it ain't cars plural in here it is a single gorgeous uh sports car uh sort of like sort of like a muscly sports car um it's a it's clearly from the 50s it is clearly uh, uh not not a it's not designed to look like that it's you know it's a vintage automobile you know clearly new coat of paint bright yellow paint with like a black stripe down the side um and as you walk in, you're sort of facing uh, the front of it. So you see like the headlights are right in front of you. And there's uh, a woman in the front seat turning the key, turning the ignition. And you hear, and it doesn't start. And she tries it again, and it doesn't start again. And she steps out and she's wearing sort of like Rosie the Riveter, like overalls and things. Uh, and she's like you. She is the same species as you. She has her. Uh, Ask her about how you do it. Her do rag <laughs> on. She says, damn it. Still, oh, I'm closer, though. Uh, oh, oh, yes. Uh, hello. Who are uh, you? Yeah, I, I'm from Difference Construction. We're here to build your racetrack. Ooh, I'm so, ex- you know. Might actually be a good thing that I can't get this damn thing running in time because maybe the racetrack will be all set up by the time I get it fixed and I can, ooh, ooh, that'll be good. Yeah, uh, what do you need from me? Uh, well, so uh, I'm assuming we need to get an access code from you so we can bring equipment in and out. And is there like a big loading door? Because the one we came through was kind of small and I don't know. Like if the construction stuff is going to get through also. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are your ordinances? How deep can we drill? Are there environmental concerns? Or are we just saying, screw it, who cares about water? Because sometimes people don't care. She pulls up um, something that you haven't seen in a long time, which is a paper book <laughs> that has uh, the details of the contract uh, typed onto it. And she hands it to you, uh, but as she does, she says, all the details, um, most of them are going to be in there uh, in terms of where to load the equipment. Mm. Let's see, that's not going to work. You know, there is, you know, the east side gate's going to be a little wider. And um, yeah, I'll just have to let them know you're coming in that way. it should be fine. Uh, in terms of ordinances, um, you know, we, we've we already got the soundproofing set up for 
the the area the track's gonna be in. So I think you're free to make as much noise as you want, buddy. Oh, that oh, that makes our job so much easier. Just to let you know, you know, some of my boys are out there. Um, you know, just checking in to see if people need any additional construction, new housing, stuff like that. I hope that's okay. Nothing, you know, nothing too intrusive. They're just going around, you know, making the sales pitch, just in case, you know. <laughs> It's, it's tough to make a buck out in out of the middle of nowhere space. You know what I'm saying? You're a businessman. I appreciate that. That sort of uh, enterprising attitude is is really what we believe in here. Uh, have, have you have you gotten the tour? You know, I I'm so eager to start the job, and everybody's saying <laughs> they're so excited to get this racetrack going and this um thing. What what is hmm? this? Is this a is this a hover vehicle or I don't think I've seen oh. one of these. Oh no, this is um, this is quite this is a lot older than that. Um, you see, this is a bit of a family heirloom, actually. Um, passed down and passed down and passed down and passed down. Um, you know, I've got some, believe it or not, I've got some human in me. Uh, if you go back far enough, um, and uh, this used to be um. An automobile ran on uh, gasoline, so um, it took, you know, it was so hard to acquire the, you know, the gasoline wasn't as hard, but the oil um, for the, uh, you know, lubricating the engine and all that, that was um, a little tougher, but um, I got it all, and we're so close to getting it to work, it's, um, yeah, it's taken a long time, but um, this thing... Saved my great 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 whatever greats grandparents uh, from a lot of scrapes, and um, you know it's just been a shame to see it go through family member after family member not working. So I'm kind of making it my uh, uh, it's kind of my duty right now, my personal duty to get it uh, working again. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, I got I got a I got a history of uh, you know fixing things myself, so I, I can see where you know. Once you get that bug to make something work, you you, you just gotta stick with it. So, um, I'll just take this paperwork. Do I need it? Do I need an access code, or is it is it in the paperwork? And are you calling the people ahead, or how's the Eastgate thing? Oh yeah, I'll give them a call. Um, but quick. I mean, you're probably not just from our conversation. I can tell. Um, but um, just quick like screening thing since I know um. I don't remember this, but apparently we switched construction companies pretty late in the game. Um, so just before um, we finalize everything and get started, I just want to make sure. Um, you're not like a commie, are you? Hi, uh, this is Carol. Um, so yeah, if uh, you can find us on Facebook or uh, Twitter or Space Twitter or whatever we're calling it now at VREcast, or check out our website at vre.show to I don't know find out more about the games we play. There's a lot of great stuff. It, it's a beaut. Um, you can follow Lirian at Yosef Bridge on the Twitters, uh, Shift Nines at Logan Jenkins. I am at White Wing. It's a whole long story. 
Uh, and then hmm. I'm assuming Miss Crowcroft is uh, at uh, the Travis W. Um, if you want to send us an email or a space email, uh, you can do that at hi at vre.show. Uh, please rate and review us in that ancient Apple podcast. Go back in time and get to it. It's really great. Um, and if you love what we're doing, tell a friend about the show. Uh, word of mouth is fantastic. It's how I get most of my jobs. People love the work we do. So if you're liking what we do, go ahead and do that. Um, also, one shifty um, by the name of, let me see here, uh, Can Can uh, said, I love actual play podcasts, and this is one of the best. I adore the cast's ability to connect creatively with each other and make sense out of the completely random chaos. VRE creates impactful stories out of random the ether, and it's truly beautiful. Wow, that was real nice. <laughs> that was real, real nice. Okay, you go out. I got some work to do. Got this ra- This racetrack ain't going to build itself. Okay, good night, everybody. Okay, can you hear me? My computer just really, really went weird. I hear you yeah, fine. Hear you. Yeah. Okay, you heard me that whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Even when you confess to so many crimes. <laughs> well, look, I have a sordid past. In 2016, I met an artificial intelligence named Jeff, who predicts an apocalypse that will destroy all of human culture. In order to prevent the loss of such classics as Casablanca, the Tao Te Ching, or that episode of the X-Files where Mulder and Scully are attacked by magic cats, we record our thoughts about them in a podcast called Arbitrary Archive. Every week, Jeff gives us a one-word category, and each of us contributes a piece of media or artwork that fits that category to the Arbitrary Archive. You might think it's a bizarre premise for what's really just a show that reviews and recommends media, but actually it's not a premise because all of it is true. Subscribe to the Arbitrary Archive in iTunes or, you know, wherever.